Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey, presenting to you Karen's Book Corner, which is a subtopic with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. So every first and third Friday of each month, I will be reading a small segment to you, or I will be talking about subject matter or background from books I've written or blogs that I've written. I write because I want to share about how great our God is. The Lord has forgiven me for many, numerous blunders and horrible mistakes. He's rescued me from life-threatening situations, and He has saved me through Jesus Christ. So my gratitude motivates me to share my testimony and what I've learned along my journey. And I encourage you to turn to God for your deliverance. Okay, well... Yes, the reason I come on Karen's Book Corner is to whet your interest in buying my books. And you can find all of my books and blogs at my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. And from there, you can contact me and give me any feedback you may have. Well, today's read is from my newest release, A New Song Rises Up. We read from portions on pages 37 through 46 from the chapter 5, What can you do about toxic people? And that, we take a look at toxic people, the havoc that they've wreaked in our lives, and see what the scriptures say about it. And the scriptures do have something to say about that. Did you realize that you could and should get out of a habitually toxic relationship? And you might ask, how can I do that if it's so-and-so, if it's my boss, if it's my mother-in-law, if it's my sister? Hmm, that's something to think about, isn't it? So I will be skipping about and reading now from chapter 5. What can you do about toxic people? In our relationships, do we know who is toxic? We may only make a mental note that we're uncomfortable, confused, and nervous when we spend any length of time with certain people. We may have lingering stress and irritation once we've walked away from them. Who among us in our circle of relationships is a habitually toxic person? Toxicity in those you surround yourself with is a tremendously serious matter. Why? Because a toxic person can negatively affect how you view yourself and bring havoc to your own balance of emotions and morals. Your view of others may also become skewed. Realize that the toxicity toxicity of a person may come to you slowly and over a period of time, especially when you wear the disguise, they wear the disguise of your loved one or your friend. Depending on who they are within your circle, you may believe that you can do nothing about their negativity, igniting your feelings of being trapped. I sincerely believe that a toxic person can bring to your life much just as much destruction as child abuse or domestic violence. But your ability to recognize that you're in a toxic environment and that you can get out of it may not be as plainly obvious to you. So then I built up a scenario so you could recognize the different characteristics. And that's over several pages. I won't be able to go over that with you now. And then I say... 
on page 40, many good, kind people think that they must endure the toxicity for many reasons. They grin and bear it, hoping for the best outcome to eventually happen. They hope and pray that their, per- their this person will change. Maybe they rely on others to do the hard work towards initiating changes in that toxic environment. But unfortunately, others in that circle are probably also waiting and hoping for someone to cause a positive outcome. I've often heard it said, hurting people hurt people to encourage empathy. If it's true that that toxic person is acting from a place of hurt, does that give them a pass for their bad behavior? No, it doesn't. Then again, it's not always true that those who hurt others are hurting from wounds that they've experienced. Our world does have people in it who choose to be mean-spirited as opposed to kind. But even if they simply enjoy inflicting pain, we still have no standing to judge them, do we? While we sacrifice our time, resources, money, and maybe even our reputation in our quest to be available for these toxic people, we are suffering. We are unnecessarily falling on a sword that has no good purpose or end. Being within the toxic environment with a habitually mean-spirited toxic person is similar to a domestic violence situation with an abuser. We can pray for them from a distance. We can forgive them from a distance. Our prayers and forgiveness come from the heart. They do not need to know that we've prayed or forgiven them. We are not supposed to remain in a continuous toxic environment. With a toxic person, we pray, pray, pray. We go through a pattern of forgiving, getting hurt, forgiving, suffering, forgiving, on and on in an endless destructive cycle. We know the meaning of forgiving 70 times 7 as described in the Word of God, but the situation with a toxic person does not change. They may never be sorry for what they've said or done. Regardless, they may never feel a reason to apologize. The situation won't change until or unless we take affirmative action. And what might that be? To safely get out of that toxic environment or to leave the toxic relationship. Let it go and move on to healthier relationships with kind, positive, and loving people. And then I, I um, on page 44... I invite you to make your own study through the scriptures. And I actually give you some scriptures to support what I've been saying. The pros and cons relating to the character of who you should let in your circle of relationships. Proverbs 22, 24-25 Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. James three sixteen. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And then 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, Bad company corrupts good character. The next scripture should impact each of us significantly because it speaks on things that the Heavenly Father hates. We don't want any part of what He hates, do we? That's Proverbs six sixteen through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, no seven things that he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, 
a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. When adversity comes, you're not alone. The Lord is with you. Scriptures encourage us to spend our time around like-minded believers who will lift us up, not tear us down. We encourage each other. And then 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? And then I would like to reiterate what the Apostle Paul said to the Philippian church because we can view it as our remedy for our dealings with the habitually mean-spirited people in our toxic environment. And that's in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Well, that's just one chapter that talks about dealing with toxic people in your lives. And, you know, sometimes you have to Really think about it. Who is this toxic person in my life that is wreaking havoc? Can I do something about it? Can I turn to the Lord about it? Do I feel trapped? I encourage you to study the Word of God in the areas of your needs, and particularly in this area, because I only read a few scriptures. There are many scriptures about this. And God is our comforter in times of need. We can always turn to Him. And I also have a podcast out there uh, on YouTube. I made it some time ago. It's called That Dance. And it talks about the toxicity environment when you have a person who is your toxic person and then you maybe as the victim and you're going like this. That's a dance. And then there are people that are bystanders watching on. Some of them might decide, oh, I don't see anything, I don't hear anything, I don't want to get involved. Other people are going to get involved, though, and they're going to be a supporter of one side or the other. And then what do you do? Not only in that situation, but you go on and you talk about it with your supporters, and you talk about things you could do about it, and retaliation, and so forth. And it's all a big dance. When you get all the characters on the dance floor, it involves many people. And I'm saying to you that you can safely leave that toxic, habitually toxic environment. Stop the dance. You do have that choice. Well, we address that topic and other topics further in A New Song Rises Up and in my study guide. Also, you can find it on the video, like I said, YouTube video, That Dance. And... We can discuss this pervasive problem further. There are a number of thought-provoking questions in my study guide regarding that topic. And so I hope that you will turn to me with any questions you might have, any feedback. I, it is always welcome. And I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you will join me with every episode of Karen's Book Corner with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And as you may know, Turn to God with Karen has an episode every Monday morning and where we talk about various topics to bring encouragement for overcoming the challenges in our lives.
And every Wednesday we have Sword of the Spirit, where we actually read passages from the Word of God. Well, this is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website, contact page, and send me your comments and any suggestions you might have. And, of course, purchase my books. And that is KarenJaneCasey.com. Well, thank you, and God bless.